primary, but that doesn't mean the country is going to stand for her spending policies. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, this has got to stop. I know that you, my brave listeners, will not tolerate this. We are, in essence, a Republican country. It has got to stop. Hillary has got to be stopped, and I think the only person to do it, the only person with the gravitas, if you will, to stop Hillary Clinton and Bernie, communist Sanders, is the good people of Hillsborough, North Carolina. They will be the ones. I, I, I do believe this. Now, I did not start this rumor, and I'm, I'm going by what somebody said, but I have heard on good authority Hillary Clinton has a prehensile tail which allows her to fly from location to location. Watch out for that. No president has had that before. They don't tell you that. I'll be right back. Hello. You are listening to D-Sides, Orphans and Oddities on WHUP LP, Hillsboro, North Carolina. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans and Oddities. Did I just say that, or I, I don't know, I'm... I'm all, I don't know, I'm, I've been drinking this sparkling water stuff. Shillery. <laughs> Shillery Clinton. Winning Nevada. No, anyway, that was my, that my limbo. I hope you liked it. If not, what are you going to do about it? Hey! This show is uh, special to me. I'm going to, i um, got to get out of that. Hold on. <clears throat> all right. I'm going to play some wackiness in the first hour, and then the second hour, I'm going to feature my two favorite sidelong pieces. Now, the evolution of vinyl means that there was a certain amount of space that you could put on a side of vinyl to make it still sound good. But I won't get into that until the second hour. So, you know, you want to wake up the kids for that little history lesson I'm going to attempt to give without putting myself to sleep. Anyway, this first hour is pretty wacky, and I hope you like it. Or I could turn the volume up on the thing, go back to the beginning, hit me.
love you, Frank. Rest in peace. Hi, everybody. It's Gilbert Neal, and this is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on a Saturday night. I hope you're having a great weekend, but I'm hoping we just won't make it so, and I forgot to tell you that. So um, uh, disabuse yourself of the illusion that wishing will make it so. Shut up. So that was Frank Sinatra with I Sing the Songs instead of the version you know. And loathe, I write the songs, which was written by Bruce Johnston of the Beach Boys. 
who um, is probably the best instrumentalist in a in a pure sense that the Beach Boys ever had. He could play anything, but the problem was that when he set pen to paper, he tended to come up with a rather well. Uh, I write the songs, for instance. Uh, and before that, you heard him on his solo album called Go In Public with his own disco version of his own composition, um, Deirdre, which was off of one of my favorite albums, despite the fact that Deirdre was on it, Sunflower and from 1970. Brian Wilson co-wrote that song with him, uh, as far as the credits are concerned. Before that... Oh, Bill Withers, one of the great American singers, songwriter guys, uh, at the end of his career, uh, 1979, put out um, an album called Bout Love, and that was from it, a seven-minute funk soul song called You Got the Stuff. And uh, after that album came out, it didn't do very well. And I guess Bill Bill Withers just got tired of the music industry. So he decided that he was just going to do everything as a, as a, as a collaboration, wasn't going to put out his own stuff. And I think with a very few exceptions, he did just not that. But anyway, so maybe you were dancing to that. I don't know. Anyway, onward, upward, and inward, and toward. <laughs>
You're gonna see me everywhere, everyone will stop and say, yeah, yeah. Well, every night I hang it over my bed.
That's really weird, isn't it? Yep. It sure is. And it's jarring to hear that without the lead vocals and all the hoopla stuff going on. Anyway, Sly Stone called that the French fries and Danse à la Musique. Uh, B-side of something somewhere. I'm not sure. Anyway, before that, the Archies, that fictional group with Ron Dante and all those folks, uh, Don't Touch My Guitar, a studio creation if there ever was one. Before that, the Sons of Champlin from 1967 and Fat City. The Sons of Champlin, the lead singer, Bill Champlin, went on, let's see, 13, 14, 15 years later, he joined the band Chicago. And I think he's still with them. I don't know. I don't pay attention to Chicago anymore. I used to be a rabid fan, as you know, if you listen to the show. Anyway, Bill Champlin and from San Francisco, the Sons of Champlin. They didn't hit it as big as a lot of their contemporaries in San Francisco, but still evolved from a kind of a garage punky sort of thing to soul and went on to have horns in their group, stuff like that. I'm not a big fan, but not a, I, don't, I don't hate them either. They're okay. Before that, Soft Machine. From 1967, Feelin' Reelin' Squealin', Un, not unlike the Journey single of some years later, produced by Kim Fowley, who was behind um, the song I Hate You, which I played uh, in tribute to my friend Gary Storm and um, <clears throat> Oil of Dog, his show. Uh, excellent. And uh, Kim Fowley, who was in rock and roll for a long, long time, he did. Uh, he, he produced and uh, managed The Runaways. Uh, he knew it was a good scam when he, he could find one. Anyway. This is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. I hope you're having a good time, and I hope you're enjoying my show. I've got, got a half hour to go before I launch into my two favorite, without question, my two favorite sidelong um, songs of the rock era. They were both from 1975, and they both feature an awful lot of what they call a Rickenbacker. Bye-bye. 
magician, like a magician, if you show
Hey, do you remember when I was telling you about the physics of vinyl and how a certain amount of information can fit on a side of 33 and a third, the speed, rotations per minute, 33 and a third, and you can only fit a certain amount of information on it until the sound starts to get bad. And one thing I never understood about Todd Rundgren was that when he produced records, he produced them long. I mean, like that record, that song, I, I can't find a better sounding version than that. Um, starburst finish of Todd Rundgren's Utopia. Um, but I love that song. I just wish I could find a cleaner version of it. But he crammed so much stuff on each side. I think there's an album of his where he has 30 minutes on one of the sides. I'm not... It amazes me because his stuff doesn't sound really good to me, like production wise. But obviously he's a, a genius. The stuff he produced for XTC and I think he did he did the tubes and a whole bunch of people. Obviously, he's skilled. It's just the, in the stuff in the 70s. He just crammed so much stuff in there. It's obviously a genius. Maybe it's just the technology that was holding him back or maybe I'm just a raging jerk. Before that, yes, that was Pink Floyd. And that was the demo that they did for Bob Ezrin's when they were writing The Wall. The, the arrangement is different, and Roger Waters was singing his own original lyrics, which were crap. I think, I think Bob Ezrin was the one who, who hammered everything into shape and made it a really solid story. Uh, fine concept album. And Roger Waters' performance throughout is brilliant. I love that record. But that was the original demo, and not so good. And before that, the Shags with Things I Wonder. And um, I had nothing to say about that. Anyway, my name is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities on a Saturday evening. The weather is very nice. I've got the window open here. If you want to throw some baubles or something, perhaps a piece of pizza or something, I could go for that. But anyway, just a little bit to go. And then I'm going to talk to you about two of my favorite songs of all time. They just happen to be about 20 minutes long. You can sit back and relax and enjoy the rock and roll. So anyway, here's the rest of my set. It's the Beach Boys. Zzz.
Call me.
cork on the ocean Floating over the raging sea How deep is the ocean? How deep is the ocean? I lost my way I'm a rockin' It's over now 
it's over now Shades of blue and purple haunt me Pretend that you are not around It's over now I'll put a Frank Sinatra album on And cry my blues away It's over now It's over now Shades of blue and purple haunt me Hello. You are listening to WHUPLP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. Thank you very much for calling, and thank you very much for listening. It's nice to talk to you, some of you folks today. Um, so that was Brian Wilson um, and um, It's Over Now from 1977. Before that, Till I Die. The vocal parts, kind of the dis discorporation of all the parts from each other. 1971, a great song. He still had some great songs in him. He sure did. And before that, Loop De Loop from, well, an outtake from the aforementioned Sunflower album. Um, I think it appeared later on in uh, Endless Harmony, their uh, compilation album slash documentary. Blah, 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 I say. Okay. Now. You remember the Yardbirds, of course. Yardbirds had Eric Clapton and Jimmy Page and Jeff Beck, all of them still alive, all of them still playing, all of them still making money, I guess, off of uh, the rock and roll. But when they broke up, the Yardbirds broke up in 68, the drummer and the guitar player, the guitar player Keith Ralph, they formed a band called Together, which was an acoustic-based group. Uh, they released a single. They didn't last very long. They came up with the name Renaissance in 1969. Uh, they they formed that group with a guy named John Hawkins, a bass bass player, extraordinary jazz bass player named Lucinamo, and uh, vocalist Jane Ralph, who was the sister of Keith. So brother and sister, kind of like kind of like that last Brian Wilson song. That was his wife singing at the end. Heaven, Linda wasn't bad. Um, so they went on to form a group called Renaissance, and it was an acoustic sort of thing. I've played songs by them on my show. They went by kind of quickly, but one of the songs was called Island. Um, so Keith Ralph leaves. Jim McCarty leaves. They get another group of people, and it's still Renaissance. There's a couple of people who remain throughout the incarnations. There's one kind of holdover group, and then... This, this this renaissance congeals around John Tout on keyboards, John Camp on bass, well, Rickenbacker bass, as you'll soon hear, Terrence Sullivan on drums, and uh, Michael Dunford on acoustic guitar and vocals, and Annie Haslam on, on lead vocals. 
she's ostensibly replacing Keith Keith um, um, excuse me Keith Ralph's sister, sort of. But that band recorded throughout the seventies, and they created some amazing music. I I love their stuff. They uh, Annie ha- by the way Annie has I have to tell you Annie Haslam is married to a guy named Roy Wood. Roy Wood was one of the guys who started Electric Light Orchestra. And next week, my good friend Ken Ray Wildman is going to come into the studio, and we're going to do an ELO show. I'm going to play uh, sounds of ELO rarities and solo stuff and stuff by The Move, which was the band before ELO, and uh, things like that. Anyway, Annie Haslam, beautiful soprano voice, just chilling and they did this piece the height of their career was a thing called Scheherazade which is based on the Rimsky-Korsakov piece of the same name it is stunningly beautiful and it's one of my favorite things and I want to play it for you now it's 24 minutes so sit back and enjoy or in the case of the two or three people who are listening sit back and enjoy the story is upon discovering that his wife had been unfaithful to him the sultan convinced all women were similarly incapable of true fidelity and determined never to be deceived again, vowed to take a virgin bride every day and have her executed at dawn. You're familiar with this story, right? This caused great distress to the people of the city as each day another beautiful girl was sacrificed in the sultan's pride until Scheherazade was chosen as his new wife. In an attempt to end the slaughter, Scheherazade asked as her last request to tell a story to her sister and the sultan until her execution at dawn. Drawing on her knowledge of poetry and Eastern legends, Scheherazade told a tale which totally enthralled the sultan, but, as she intended, did not finish before dawn. Faced with the dilemma of having her put to death or hearing the end of the story, the the sultan's curiosity won, and he delayed her execution until next day. This continued for a thousand and one nights until the sultan, by now deeply in love with Scheherazade, and unable to face losing her, renounced his vow, and she remained his wife for the rest of their days. This is Scheherazade by Renaissance, 1975.
songs of jeweled keys, princes and of heroes, and eastern fantasies, told in tales of sultans and talismans and rings. A thousand and one nights she sang to entertain her king. She
I love that so much. 1975, Renaissance, the peak of their artistic and commercial existence. After that, they they kept going. They couldn't afford the orchestras anymore on their releases. Uh, I guess that's kind of what made them special to me. But that last two minutes, I could listen to over and over again, and I have. Um, so I hope you liked it. Uh, that was Renaissance, and uh, the album is Shahrazad and Other Stories, and that is side two. And um, I may play that again uh, very soon. I think uh, it's it's just wonderful. And her voice, she's Annie Haslam is still out there kicking around. She's touring with what she calls uh, Renaissance, but there's nobody left um, in the band from the original group. So that is... Um, that is that. This is uh, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities. My name is Gilbert Neal, and you're listening to WHUPFM 104.7 or online at whupfm.org. So let me see if I can get this going here. Let's see if this works. Does it work? Yeah, it works. Okay. Um, a band that's no stranger to releasing sidelong epics is Yes. Well, at least they were. Their first one was... Uh, Close to the Edge, and then they followed up with Gates of Delirium off of Relayer, and then for, um, oh wait, I got them out of, out of order, didn't I? Yeah, um, Tales from Topographic Oceans was after, um, I'm, I'm a little messed up hearing that again, I haven't heard that in a long time, it, really moving. Anyway, um, so they released an album called Relayer, and on it was side one, which was a piece called Gates of De- The Gates of Delirium, which is a piece that sort of more or less approximates in music the um, uh, a war. And when you hear it, you'll hear it's very aggressive, and it's very, very good. But I am going to opt for the live version that came out in 1980, uh, the performances from 1976 in the uh, Cobo Hall in Detroit. Uh, this is... Uh, Patrick Moraz on keyboards, John Anderson on vocals and acoustic guitar, Steve Howe on electric, Chris Squire on the Rickenbacker bass, and Ellen White on drums. And I wish I could go back and forth with this song because there's a couple of moments that that are just wonderful. One of them is at like seven minutes. There's a drum fill that Ellen White does, which just gets me every time. And then uh, uh, like 13 I think 13 minutes in. I'm not going to interrupt the song. I'm not going to keep going back and saying, oh, listen to this, listen to this. But uh, the live, this is one of my favorite live albums of all time. I think I think I have three live albums that I would go back to and listen to over and over. One of them is this one, Yes Shows from 1980. Um, another one is, um, <clears throat> excuse me, The Gentle Giant uh, live album from 1976. And the third one, which is a surprise, is Leonard Skinner's um, live album from, I think it was 75 or 76, uh, um, One from the Road. And I think that that's a great live album. And their performances are spot on. I don't think that there's any overdubbing or anything like that. And I don't think there's any overdubbing in this. But how could you? My gosh, these these arrangements are just so wonderful. And the, the, the thing itself is just so amazing. Let's see. Okay, I'm pushing up this knob here. And I'm going to do this. I'm going to play for you now the 1976 live performance of The Gates of Delirium by the group Yes, recorded live at Cobo Hall um, in Detroit. And you can get this if you get the Yes Shows CD um, or the Yes Shows. I don't know how they're selling it now. It doesn't really matter to me. Anyhow, 
I hope you like this. This this transcends the studio version for me because there's no cuts. It's all a live performance, and it's just wonderful. This is uh, yes.
Soon, oh soon, the 
grateful to have lived in a time where that was created. Um, that was Gates of Delirium by Yes off the album Relayer. And after that, <clears throat> they took a little break. They all did uh, solo records. And then they came out with Going for the One in 1977. Um, and then uh, they did an album called Tormato in 1979. And then they broke up and then all sorts of personnel changes and things like that. And without Chris Squire, of course, who died uh, recently, it's there's no yes. And without John Anderson, who was the lead singer on that one, of course, there is no yes. And I I think it sort of denigrates their history. Uh, maybe they had bills to pay or something. But whatever the case was, this this is just a wonderful, wonderful song. And um on their next album, Going for the One, another song called Awaken they did, which is very much in a similar vein as this with movements and whatnot emanating, um, excuse me, also uh, um, emulating classical music with the form of you know, movements and stuff like that. Anyway, I bore myself. This is Gilbert Neal, and this is WHUPLP Hillsboro, and it's the end of my show, D-Sides, Orphans, and Oddities for another week. Next week, Ken Ray Wildman comes over to the studio, plays percussion, and we talk about the Electric Light Orchestra, who are also touring right now, or maybe in England somewhere. Jeff Lynn, the only original member, apparently, to him, that matters. It was different in the old days, when at least there was the illusion of a band. But now it's just Jeff Lynn and a bunch of studio players, and Richard Tandy, who was the original keyboard player, but it's just not the electrical orchestra, not without um, changing vocals and things like that. But I digress. Hey, if you like what I do, please hit me up on the YouTube or not on the YouTube. Hit me up on the um, what is it the kids do? Oh, yes. The Facebook. Go to Facebook and look up my show or WHUP's website. Let them know. Let me know that you like what I'm doing. And if you have any requests or any ideas for themes of shows, I would also welcome that. This is the 18th episode, I believe, and we are nowhere near running out of ideas for shows. I'm very excited about having Ken Ray next week. I'm going to slide the knob now that does the ID thing, and I wish you a fine day. What a stupid thing to say. I didn't mean it, folks. I'm sorry. I mean, have a good day, but I'm sorry. Four seven FM W H.